everybody welcome to paranormal and tonight on late late horror show uh i'm not going to do an intro or nothing we're going to get right into this art bell uh hey dave what's going on man dave Pluffet from the hi Kingdom dina hi everyone in chat and dina before we start yeah. please turn your radio completely off oh yes yes sir <laughs> please that's something art bell would say all the time and he, he would also say not to use put me on speakerphone and he didn't like cell phones because at the time they were bad oh, <laughs> I mean, they hated cell phones well we'll oh, try right. to make it through it oh yeah oh yeah so what are we doing here today me and dave are going to talk about art bell probably the in in my mind uh i don't know that there's anybody better uh art bell paranormal talk show uh really started to kick things off in the early 90s through the 2000s uh we will talk about his up and down career here too as we go along but um art bell dave was the greatest uh i know there were a couple other people who delve into it back in the day uh like long john nebel was one of them that kind of inspired art bell a little bit i think but Art Bell did political, then he went into paranormal, then he took off and he became as big as Rush Limbaugh. I mean, he was the biggest overnight radio show host around. So um, he passed away five years ago tomorrow. Um, he was 72 years old. He had a lot of health things going on back. He was a smoker. He, he said, screw it. I don't even care. Um, that's that's Art Bell. And the day he died, Dave, oh, my God, uh, it hit me so hard. I don't know why. There's two times in my life with Art Bell that it really hit me that I, I, I literally felt like I lost a loved one mm -hmm. was the day he retired. Which time? For the first that? time. Okay. The first time. <laughs> the, the, the 19, when was it? October 19th, 1998. That was the very first time Art Bell said, I ret I'm retiring. He came back 10 days later and didn't retire again until 2000. But when he announced that, it was like a knife stabbed right through my heart. And I felt so lost and so sad because my routine every single night, Dave, and I'll shut up soon and let you speak. Uh, you know what Art Bell does for me. But it was a nightly routine till like five in the morning. Yes, I, I was, I've always been a night owl. Uh, that's what got me onto Art Bell. And we'll talk about that too, our first time uh, listening to Art Bell. But it just hurt so bad. It hurt so bad, like a loved one died. And I'm like going, oh my gosh. Let me say hi to everybody in the chat real quick. Um, hey, Harry Scott, CM, the Vagrancy Horror, Vicky Alcorn. And we're going to talk about some of his guests and some of... Uh, the other um, shows he had going on, too. So stay tuned. Uh, Vicki Alcorn, what's going on? Connie Clary. Kathy Hugs, what's going on? Zusha K. Um, WWM. Am I missing anybody? Left-handed Jedi. I wonder where the right-handed one is. Um, he's out there somewhere. Uh, Lisa Siddell? Siddells? Whatever. How, how do you say that there, Dave? Lisa, well, I, I was actually back on the left-handed Jedi. I think because the right hand got cut off. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, sir. Um, why didn't I think of that? Um, hey, Dennis, uh, Melanie, Christina, what's going on? 
Um, I think I'm caught up to all the good people in the chat. Uh, there was somebody else uh, who has a paranormal show who he's starting real soon. So he'll be back later on. <laughs> Anyways, Kathy Evans. Okay, so uh, that's kind of my my Art Bell. If you guys don't know who Art Bell is, uh, Dave, uh, go on. I mean, did I say what needed to be said to kick us off here? Definitely. Well, you know, Art Bell was just one of these people that had the voice where you could listen to him read a phone book and it's intriguing. And he had, you know, these shows on all the major networks, coast to coast, hence the name. And as you said, he was like, especially here in Southern California, he was like number one. And, you know, I always liked him as well because I got to meet you through him. Yes, because you had the Talking Art Bell podcast. Yeah, on Facebook at the time, which was interesting. Yeah, but, you know, to me, you know, Art Bell was someone who, depending on the channel he was on here, um, he started as early as 10 p.m. And as you said, he would go usually here, depending on the channel, 3 to 5 a.m. Yeah. And, um, when he retired the first time, I was heartbroken as well. Because it, I, gave, it gave me a feeling, though, like a loved one died. I, I guess that's just me. I don't know. When you rely on something so much every night, and then you hear that they're not going to be there no more. You know what I mean? That's that's really what hit me so hard. But uh, not to mention the great shows he had. But yeah, yeah. And, and like you said, five hours a night he would do seven days a week yeah and he was your friend yes you know and as you mentioned he had fantastic guests uh and we'll talk about some of those yeah yeah um he was so quirky i I remember uh the first time i i listened to him i just you know came across him on the channel and it was some paranormal topic and i was like man i sure hope that you know, the next time I tune in, he does another paranormal topic. I didn't know that was his thing. Right. Um, and I just absolutely loved it. And I just remember it was about the $1 bill and the pyramid with the eye above it. Yes. And all yes. these people calling in about it. And it was just so intriguing and so fun. Because mm-hmm. so. our art bell had so many, which is another thing that he did so well. I mean, listen, if you've got a platform like, his platform blew up. So he, he was everywhere, you know, like, like I said, he reached a, a cult status and, and an overnight successful status like Rush Limbaugh. And uh, if he just opened the lines, I would love to have that. You, you'd have so many people just calling in, calling in, calling in. Um, he always took his calls cold. He said, uh, I right. do believe him um, because some of the calls, you know, seemed like, yes, he's taking these cold. But um, he most definitely uh, was. Um, what the heck were we talking about, Dave? I've already lost. I've already lost my train of thought. What's, what's going on here? It's okay. I'm so bad. What is wrong with me? If it ain't written out on a list, you guys, I, I lose my yeah. train of thought. But one thing too, I found very interesting <laughs> is that you forget too. He, he loved to interact. <laughs> 
He loved to interact with people, but he yeah. wanted to be left alone. So he lives like out in Nye County, Nevada, in yeah. Perum. And I mean, literally, I mean, I go to Las Vegas quite frequently, and it is an hour away outside of Las Vegas. You are literally driving through the Red Rock Mountains, and yeah. you end up in this city that is just like, I mean, it has like a McDonald's, it has a Walmart, but then you keep on driving and that's where he lives is like out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I'm back on track now. <laughs> I'm, like, okay. I'm like, Dave, help me. No, no. Um, yeah. He, he grew up. I mean, I mean, he blew up uh, channels everywhere. So uh, he had so many open lines, which he would dedicate to time travelers to, uh, you know, all different kinds of uh, weird people hotline. I mean, he had it all. And I think those were intriguing as well, just because the people who would call in out of the clear blue and become somebody that he would have on the show, like, uh, you know, people like Madman Markham and all that, um, which we'll talk about him too. But, you know, it, that's all the things that just made it so personal and to lay down and, and listen to it, which I did all night long until I fell asleep, usually at the end, um, were just fantastic. But I, I think we should uh, get into the first, I think you just said the first time you listened to him. Um, the first time I listened to Art Bell, it's so funny. Uh, I was, I've always been somebody who would go through the AM stations to find shows uh -huh. way before. I mean, listen, guys, we're talking... When was this? 95, 96, maybe 96. When was the Area 51 frantic caller? That's when I first started listening. I think it was around 96, 97. And uh, it, it is the air, frantic Area 51 caller. He's the guy that I get compared to on the uh, blowing my mind or losing my mind. Losing my mind. Yeah, where I become a vampire. The link's in the description. Both me and Dave called Art Bell, talked to him. It was great. Um, the links are in the description below, as well as Dave's link to his gardening uh, channel. Dave, oh, thank you. Uh, yeah. Um, so please go subscribe to uh, his channel and check out the links when you get a chance. But um, I was sleeping one night and I came across and it was hissing and doing all that, trying to come in. So it wasn't clear, uh, but it was clear enough that I could hear it. And I'm like, this sounds interesting. Wait, I heard something that's on Area 51. What is this? And then I heard UFO, something like that. And thus, I was hooked. And Art Bell, next thing I knew, he was on the phone with some guy who works at Area 51. And he he took off from Area 51 where he worked. He was being chased. He I think he was in a hotel room, something like that. Um, he was on the phone talking to Art. And he was he was talking in this like frantic voice, going, "Art, they're they're coming after me. They're they're they're, they're I, I got to get off the phone real quick." And Art just kept going on and on and on and on, and uh, trying to keep him, you know, to get information out of him. And it, like, is this for real? Is this for real? And it ended with this guy saying that everything is true. Everything you hear about Area 51 is true. The UFOs, the aliens, there's aliens there, all of this. And the voice got more frantic and 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 like they were scared and, and people were really after them. And then you hear these noises where like they're busting in through the door. 
And I'm just laying there, Dave, in the dark going, oh, my God, oh, my God, what's going on? This is so crazy. And then you hear that and the door, like, like everything goes silent. It's dead air. And I'm like going, wait, what's going on here? What the hell is going on? And I swear to God, it was for maybe four minutes, something like that. It was just silence. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how many people just turned it off, but uh, he came on quick enough again. And Art Bell, actually, there was an intermittent time when Art Bell came back on. He was talking, but he didn't think he was on the air. And then it went silent again. And then he came back. And he's like, "It's you remember this, right, Dave? Absolutely. And it's, you know, it's so cool. I remember him saying that they're going to triangulate on yes. his position. They're going to triangulate on my position here. Yeah. What was fantastic, because um, I listened to that broadcast as well. And so on my radio program, my radio station, uh, mm -hmm. they cut in another interview because he was really? not off the air. Okay. And then when finally they got his feedback, uh, he had talked about what we did not hear was this horrific scream let out yeah. by this guy. Yeah. And that that scared me more than the entire, you know, telephone yeah. call. Yes, yes. Uh, that's yes. That's why Dave's here. He, he can remember the things I forget. But uh, yes, he, he said there was this scream. And, you know, so listen, when it comes down to it over the years, People have said that they've debunked it. Um, you've probably heard the same thing, Dave. Uh, in my mind, I like to believe that, that was real, but something in my gut says that I, I think it was just somebody who, listen, you've seen how good a job I did, Dave, right? <laughs> On my calling. <laughs> yeah, it, it, was, it was pretty fantastic. But, um, so it listen was there definitive proof i i never found definitive proof except that people have said they've debunked it they've they've found the guy they know who it is but i think it's a lot of hearsay so i don't think it's really 100 proven that it's fake yeah but i think especially not only for that call but for really any of the topics yeah you can be for it or against it and it's your own personal view whether you believe in ghosts or UFOs or the Phoenix lights, Ouija boards, or, right. you know, the afterlife, you know, I mean, that's why we call it dreamland. Right. Yeah. And it is, you know, it is up to each and every one of us to, you know, decide, yes, this is, you know, authentic or, you know, this is a bunch of baloney. Yeah. I, th I think the one thing he does. Yeah. Uh, the time traveler 7.1. Yes. Uh, Single seven. Single seven. Yep. Yes. Yep. Yep. Um, and hopefully we'll get to that. Uh, there's a lot to get to and I'm trying to get it all in my head, but yeah, if anything, he brung attention to the paranormal field at a time when, uh, I don't think a lot of like the paranormal shows were not really hitting the air until after art bell kind of boosted it. You know what I mean? Then we got ghost hunters and then, Heck, it took off on every cable channel out there, you know. But um, if anything, he he brought, you know, he he brought it out to the people, the public, you know, that listen, there is something going on. Uh, more people need to start questioning and looking for answers. 
uh, not everybody. If plenty of people walk around like zombies and just uh, work day to day and don't even care. But yes, yes, there's a lot of strange things going on out there. And um, it's yeah. nice, too, because it was radio. You know, when you think about ghost hunters or, you know, this is on, you know, Art Bell rose to fame at the same time the X-Files did. And yeah. with like the X-Files, you know, you had to watch it on TV or you had to, you know, have it taped or whatever. Um, everything was so much more visual. But Art Bell was great because we could listen to it at night. We could listen to it while we were working the graveyard shift. This is why he's popular yeah. with the truckers and the police and all that. Um, because they could just listen to them in the background, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. 100%. Um, and, and again, you can, you can get that connection because everybody who knows Art Bell in the show knows that he did his show from his house or estate, whatever you want to call it in, in, in Las Vegas, well, Pahrump, Nevada. And, you know, he, he made his own little room set up and, and, he beamed his broadcast out of his own house, his own room. And, you know, there was a personal touch, which, you know, lots of weird things happened when, like when he would go on break, uh, somebody talked about it, uh, the super gluing of, of the, uh, his lips together. Oh, that was uh, because, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. You want to talk about that? Yeah, well, <laughs> he just did it for a joke, you know, and then like, for the next hour, he's like, I'm literally peeling my lips off and putting them in the ash in the ashtray yeah. uh, in front of me. You know, um, I think, you know, I mean, like, you know, it's very sad that he passed away. Yes. But can you imagine all of that electronic equipment around him and what that may have done to him as well? Because, I mean, his studio, yeah. when you look at the images of it it is like a really cool guy's garage and setup and you yeah. know it's like a radio transmitter workshop in vietnam it was just surrounded and he was someone who loved to experiment too you know he yeah. was the first first person on aol and you know <laughs> and had all sorts of you know love to upload and download and have newsletters and yeah. all that stuff Oh yeah, I mean, thinking back on it, it's it's like not that long ago, but yes, back in the late '90s, uh, AOL was the big thing, and even like tinkering with what did we have back then? Real player and real audio that would play, you know, real audio, yeah, yeah. And I remember Art Bell saying, "I got some really cool things set up for everybody who listens. You can actually go to my website." And there's a camera that shoots down at me and it takes a picture every minute. <laughs> and I'm like going at, at the time, it's like, that's cool. So, you know, you're clicking, trying to check it out, you know, every, you know, so often, but it, that's how fast technology kind of took off, you know, mm -hmm. uh, time of AOL. And that's when I started listening to Art Bell, but, um, and yeah, and, and he just, he drew you in just because he was at home and, and, and you knew he was going out on his porch to smoke a cigarette and then, and all of that kind of, you know, stuff and then come back and tell us his story. Hey, you know, what? I think there was one time where he said helicopters just flew right overhead, you know, the black helicopters, you know, doing a show um, just right from a break. But, you know, there, there was all kinds of crazy stuff. 
Well, um, it was great too, even when he was transmitting from the Philippines when he was living there. Yeah. You know, and he's like 26 floors up in this high rise in Manila. And he's yeah. like, yeah, we're having a hurricane right now. And we're literally shifting, you know, yeah. a foot, two feet at a time. Yeah. The, 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 you know, I don't know what more to say. I mean, the, the only downside to, uh, well, I mean, there's downsides to everything. But, you know, he, he retired on and off, on and off. It's like as soon as he became really, really big uh, and started to take off, uh, he started to have issues with the company, with um, lawsuits that dealt with his family and all kinds of other stuff. And even towards the end, you know, he he said he was done because somebody approached his land with a holding. He was holding and, and he, he shot. He was shot at. So I'm trying to watch what I say on YouTube because I don't know what the heck will, will get me uh, in trouble. But yes, he was very paranoid at what was happening. And he, he eventually said he quits again. And a lot of that stuff kind of drove me nuts. Mm -hmm. um, I remember the first time he did retire. Uh, well, the 2000 when he passed it on to Nori. I think that's when he passed it on or was it after 98? I forget. But when he passed the torch to Nori, that's when I started feeling really, really sad <laughs> because it wasn't the same. And, and, you know, listen, I know George Nori to this day. I guess he's still trying his hardest to do the best shows he can, but it's not the same. It's just not the same. Um, Art Bell is go always going to be one of a kind. And uh, that's all I have to say about that. Was um, there a uh, guest host that you preferred? Um, well, well, some of my, my favorite uh, guest hosts were, believe it or not, was uh, Barbara Macbeth and uh, the GIS, uh, the Ghost Investigator Society. Uh, they were a group of people who would do um, uh, EVPs. And they they weren't there to push anything. That's what Art Bell would always say, too, uh, which kind of gave them some, you know, there was some credit given to them for not selling out, I guess. You know, they had a website, but they didn't take donations or nothing. They didn't have a book. All they did was come on the air and play EVPs from their investigations, which they would do all the time. There was a group of maybe three um, or four that would go out and get these EVPs at very cool places, uh, day or night. But the GIS, uh, and those were some of my favorite shows. They scared the living daylights out of me, Dave. Uh, I'm a grown man under the covers. Um, you know, going, oh my God, I can't have nothing to the left of me if I turn over because um, they just were all spooky. A lot of them were kids. It sounded yeah. like kids. Let, let me just. That was troublesome. Yeah. Uh, and it was uh, Barbara Macbeth and Brendan Cook. Brendan Cook, yes. That was the other one. And uh, yeah, I was actually um, thinking more of like the person who you wanted to take. Uh, George Norrie spot instead of George Norrie, oh. like if it was George Knapp or someone. Yeah. But since you're talking about yeah. um, the GSI, okay. um, they're one of my favorites as well. And you can find a few of the episodes. They even did uh, uh, one of the later shows in Dark Matters and everything. Yeah. And um, it was scary. It was scary when they listened to children mm -hmm. telling you it was dark in here yeah. and that yeah. they were hungry or scared. 
have you seen my mother yeah. type of thing. Yeah. And that was disturbing. It was also disturbing when they went to the jail cells where people had been killed. Mm -hmm. You know, literally, I remember one story where um, the inmates took retribution on this other inmate and literally took him to the roof, threw him off, mm -hmm. you know, three, four story tall jail. And the, you know, guards didn't do anything about it because they didn't like the guy either. Right. Uh, and you hear these, these screams and, and, it, it is bothersome, but it's, it's, you can't go to sleep. You're hooked. No. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 oh. it, I've met Brendan Cook, WWM. Very cool. That is awesome. Yeah. Um, and hello, Orange and everybody else. I've been listening to reruns of Art Bell so much lately. I miss him a lot. Listen, I, I've got, I told, I told Dave, uh, you know, I don't know if you can see it, but there's thousands in my folder of shows from 1992 on. <laughs> I listen to them all in constant, like, kind of uh, order. But, um, yeah, okay, so that, is, and especially when they got the EVP of the funeral home, um, and they said, glass eyes, glass eyes. And they went back and asked, and, and, you know, the funeral director would put glass eyes sometimes in the, you know, the dead body. So, uh, you know, and then there was the kid who would run around uh, the funeral home for some reason and half the head was cut. Listen, there were so many scary moments that they would, uh, th they were my favorites. They were my favorites. Um, guest, guest host. Um, it would probably be George Knapp. Um, he, he was, he was probably the best that came on there. Hillary, Hilly Rose was another one that was pretty good at the time. And, those are the only two I can kind of think. How about you? Okay. And for me, it was George Knapp, and yeah. that is still someone I would love to meet. Yes. Um, Ian Punnett. Ian Punnett was another good one, yes. I, I really like him and his take. I, I love when George Knapp would always say it was like a Scirocco coming out of the desert. <laughs> yes. Yes, that was his – because he wanted to do his own thing, kind of, yeah. uh, which was very cool because he made the show his. Uh, in the style of Art Bell. He had his listeners and all that and, and got some good guests. But um, yes, George Knapp was definitely a good one. Um, yeah, so uh, I'm trying to think. That, that's pretty much it. I, I know they tinkered with a female host at one point. Um, I can't remember. I'm not talking about Heather Wade. Uh, she's, okay. she's totally, that's totally different. I, I don't know what was going on there, but she just, She's not a radio personality, but I actually jumped on when she started up Midnight in the Desert with Art Bell, and I was pushing for a while there. I, I was on her show nightly for a few days and then intermittently just to try to help out because nobody would call in, and I'm like, uh, oh, yeah, no, it was it was a funky time, that's for sure. And we had Bell Gab at the time. Um, you remember the forum that we had? Uh Lots of really cool stuff that revolved all around, you know, Art Bell. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Um, there were, George Knapp is a thousand times better than Nori. Yes, I don't know why. I, yeah, who knows why he's there, but he is there. But any, uh, let, let's get to talking about some of the um, the guests that he would have on there. Um, let's talk about okay. some of our, our favorite ones, and then we can get to some of the, <laughs> the ones that I know we want to talk about before the show ends. All right. Yeah. 
so we're not going to talk about Major Ed Dames then. Uh, no, okay, we're going to put him aside. Yes, at the, no, I want to talk about that at the end. Okay, or or um, whenever, I, but let's talk about the good stuff first. All right, I, I will tell you one of my favorite shows uh, of a guest he had on was uh, I think his name was Dallas Thompson. Yes, <laughs> and he was going to fly into the hole at the top of the Arctic Ocean into the hollow earth hollow earth yeah and he had been sponsored and all of this and the more and more <laughs> it went on it was ridiculous when you find out that you know he's blind it's like how do you how are you going to see and notice everything well it's with my you know third eye inner eye type of thing and it's just like really you know yeah. and it's like and then i loved when uh Art asked him, like, how did you get on this show? Which producer did you talk to? <laughs> he's all, hey, I, I don't want to get, like, Lisa in trouble. What, what? He goes, well, that is yet to be determined. Exactly. Uh, th that show, um, the interesting part of that was, like, them talking about the history of what went on uh, with, uh, I forget the Army colonel or who, who was it that? originally took that expedition back in the early part of the century. Um, it's okay. Uh, but there was an actual expedition in the early part of the right. century by the military. And it's actually documented that there was a hole that they supposedly saw. And now I'm drawing a blank on if they actually went in that hole. <laughs> I thought there were reports of them writing down that they actually went in, saw dinosaurs, there was light, stuff like that going on there. So um, don't quote me on that, but it was just interesting hearing that. And then this guy, Dallas Thompson, is going to go uh, recreate that expedition. And yes, there's dinosaurs in there. They said woolly mammoths. So they must have done that expedition in the early part of the century. And it makes you wonder, like, is it true or is it not true? And I remember it was in that guy, the person who led that expedition, uh, it was, he had written it down in his diary. Yeah. And the diary had then like, yeah. as many things do disappear over time. Right. So then it just ends up being here. Yeah, there, there it is. Just Liam is uh, Admiral Byrd. Admiral Byrd. Thank you, Justin Liam. Yes, Admiral Byrd. Um, but Again, yes, like you said, uh, things get lost and then you just got a name and did Admiral Byrd really do it? I, I think there's documentation of some sort still out there that this was seen, but the actual journal where the dinosaurs were reported, all that stuff, uh, I think like you're talking about was ended up missing. But, um, oh God, what did somebody else said something? I'll be joshing. Uh, uh Ah, yes, the hollow earth, forerunner to flat earth. I don't think forerunner to flat earth. Uh, flat earth is a total different ball game than hollow earth. Uh, listen, I, I believe 100% that uh, in, in some ways of the hollow earth theory, um, we just don't know what's going on inside the earth. And when we say hollow earth, there's a lot of real estate there, right, Dave? I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean the whole of the inner core of the earth is hollow. It's just that there's big enough spaces to create life and its own space, its own ecosystem, its own, you know what I'm saying, Dave? 
No, I don't. Okay, so you don't but, believe that at all. No. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> but, Thank you. But to me, <laughs> now you're not so happy you brought me on. Um, oh, tell me what you But what was interesting to me also, kind of like correlating to that, mm -hmm. is the hollow moon. Because he would talk about that as well. And, oh, you're um, skipping right over the hollow earth theory. What's going oh, on? Hell yeah. <laughs> you don't even want to be... You don't want to be seen as a, a, a nut job. Um, I gotcha. Not at all. Not at all. Um, you know, I'm not sure if there's a hollow earth. I would love for there to be. And, yeah. you know, the idea of a different light source, a different type of oxygen, the way gravity, it, uh, you know, there's just it. There's just too much. Yeah. You know, and, and it just overloads the brain a little no, bit. I got you. But listen, if you dig yeah, deep, though, but, and we'll get, I, I'll let you speak. But um, if you dig deep enough, it, it's totally totally doable i mean th there is the gravity there is there are plants there are if you go to the bottom of the ocean there are fish plant life that create their own light source uh so evolution has or whatever you know has taken care of of certain things that you know you get on the surface you know so I don't know. Anyways, uh, let's move on. The hollow uh, moon. Yes, that's another thing. And that could lead us into John Lear talk. Uh, <laughs> okay. So the hollow moon. Go on. Well, it's just like when they talk about, you know, obviously, they're always, you know, was the earth brought here? You know, is it a satellite? Yeah. Is it watching us? Oh, definitely the black eye kids. Yes. That's kind yeah. of freaky. Yeah, scary. Um, you know, and then it's like the idea that, you know, some rocket hit the the moon and it rang like a bell and no one wanted to talk about it. And of course, you can't talk about Hollow Earth without Richard C. Hoagland. Oh, gosh. Actually, Richard C. Hoagland being probably one of my best guests, um, it, him and Art Bell, the way they kind of argued back and forth eventually, because Art Bell kind of for some reason, when it came to Richard C. Hoagland, who came on the scene with the face on Mars, he worked for NASA. He was an inside man. He knew what was going on. He knows his stuff. Um, you know, he, he, he really got into the pictures that NASA would take uh, from the satellites and everything and just would dig into it. And Art Bell would look at it. And I would, too, at times and go, those are just pixels and grains and I don't see nothing. But Richard would say, no, there is, there is something to all of this. You can see the structures, you can see uh, the angles and everything else, the scientific mumble jumble. And uh, I loved when Richard came on and, and he always had a great argument for everything he was talking about with Mars and the moon. And, um, Heck, I agree with Richard on a lot of that stuff. Um, could life have been transplanted from, you know, from Mars to here? I mean, it's quite possible. Uh, the moon, a another thing where, yes, um, do we really know what it is? Uh, supposedly, Richard says, and John Lear and others, that there are mile-high crystal structures on the moon. Mm-hmm as well as Mars, but the moon. And um, they've you can see pictures. I mean, I look at them. Even Aggie Nost, who's been on the show here several times, uh, points out, look at the structures, look at them. These are not... Un Anyways, um, and supposedly 
the metal moon, which is has all this debris around it, which has all the craters and uh, is is I forget how thick of a, a surface. And then it's supposed to be metal, hollow, some kind of working uh, spaceship, if you will, or whatever. Right, Dave? Am I am I wrong? Yeah, and I also, you know, you know, they've called it a spaceship. Um, I remember them talking that the astronauts would have a separate um, line that they could communicate with that with uh, NASA with, yeah. and you know, they're all like, you know, there are things here on the moon already, uh, allegedly. Um, have you ever tried to get Richard C. Hoagland on your Paranormal Into the Night show? I have not tried yet. I do not know why I haven't tried to get Richard. Because um, he's still uh, alive. I think he's in right. his late 80s. Yes. And I think he, that's when I had John Lear on. He was in his okay. early 80s. And uh, and we'll talk about that in a few. But a horror junkie, feel better. Um, good to have you in the stream. Um, hope everything's going well. Much love to you. Um sort of like pylons and starcraft yeah yeah uh there's listen the, he's had so many guests on that have talked about the moon and the structure and how it's uh, a, a metal kind of ship and there are beings inside um there is life is beaming on the moon uh is what they have said so uh take it as that i mean i, I don't know um you know, Planet X is another big one that Art Bell over the years have, has talked about many, many times. Uh, many guests, including Sean David Morton, who would say, you know, this is the year that Planet X is going to sweep on by. And, and, and you know, so it's one of those things. And I got a list of things here that, you know, in, at least in my lifetime still has not come true. I mean, Planet X has not arrived. And a lot of these people said it would within the next 10 years, you know, they always gave themselves leeway, you know, so just in case it didn't arrive, you know, and then things can change. Timelines can change. Who knows? But, um, well, kind of, we've got yeah. all that hail bop stuff too. Yes. Yes. We'll deal with that maybe on another show, but you know, there's, <laughs> there's a million. Yeah. There's a million different things to talk about. Um, but, uh, yes, uh, I think when Richard came on and, and the discussions with the uh, Mars and, and the moon just were so entertaining uh, and informative. And it, it made you think, like, what is going on up there? You know, uh, the debate with have we been on there? I mean, Richard says, yes, we've been on there. We've been when we went to the moon, we actually did land on the moon. But then again, that's a whole other show on its own, too. Um Anybody else you want to touch on uh, next? Because I can throw another name out there. Should I get? Out, should we go to John Lear? You want to talk about no, him? Let's talk about John Lear, and then uh, I'd like to talk about uh, Father Malachi Martin. Yes. Okay. Very good. With two two things to talk about. Really interesting. There. These were two guests, definitely. That you know, they're at the top of my list too. Malachi Martin, a priest. We'll talk about him in a second. But uh, John Lear. Um, Came from a very rich family, the Learjet. His father invented the Learjet, and uh, he worked for Lockheed Martin, uh, John Lear I'm talking about. I interviewed him, and I think I got it up on the channel here. I think I do. Maybe I don't. But I interviewed him. If I don't have it on the channel, I will put it up. 
Um, it was a classic show that I did when I was doing Paranormal to the Night for a while there. And John Lear, uh, I got him, like I said, at the tail end there. But from the beginning, uh, Art Bell became quick friends with John Lear, who was also friends with Bob Lazar, mm -hmm. who you can kind of clump in together. Uh, Bob Lazar is another uh, person. We'll talk about him, I think. Well, we I'll tell you this is uh, for my top 10, he was number one. Bob Lazar. Okay. I'm all, all in 100%. Okay. Okay, cool. We will get to that then. Um, John Lear. This is a, a guy who, yes, he was an airline pilot, came from a good family, uh, got his air, airline, you know, his license, whatever. Um, flew, flew jet plane, through every, flew everything. You, you think the guy's legit, everything. Um, he's inside. He's seen many things while up in the sky, uh, so much so that he started to get involved with ufology. And what ended up happening was with my interview, and I've heard him on Art Bell, uh, his show too, talk about this over and over again. He believes that there, there are literally giant mile-long mirrors that block out anything up in the sky above the atmosphere so that you can't see it. And behind those are ships. Uh, it's We're being observed by hundreds of different alien races in the skies, down here, uh, on the moon. And uh, in particular, one very interesting thing that caught me in all of the years that I listened to Art Bell was the other side of the moon where there was this what did he call it dave that would shoot out people's souls i don't what, know the name of that the, he it was a tower of some sort it was on the other side of the moon and i, I remember there being a show and they were talking about you know how could there be more souls than listen that gets very very deep but how can there be more souls than there are people or people than there are souls and where do they come from uh and then Dave, john lear went into the the whole tower and how it, it shot out souls uh to be born and you know that's where i think the whole john lear thing kind of threw me for a loop um because he started saying things that just sounded so bizarre and i think he said that that tower of sorts again i can't remember the exact name but it was put there by an intelligent life um or race intelligent race which gives us our souls and lets us inhabit this planet uh, anyways is it somewhat to that uh kind of story right dave <laughs> so yeah, right. and I wanted, you know, to talk about one of the things that's bug bugged me. Okay. Is John Lear told Art Bell not to go to the light when he died. And yeah. Art Bell, up until the day he died, said, I'm not sure whether I'm going to do that or not. Yes, yes. I don't know what to do either, because he said <laughs> it's a trick or a trap. And... Um, I think I'm going to avoid it at this point in life. Uh, you? I'm going to avoid the light. Okay. Um, 
Okay, so so that's a topic that was discussed, yes, on Art Bell's show. Uh, John Lear says this. Um, I'm trying to think back of the exact um, information that surrounded that whole conversation because um, it did in, you know, come around to him saying, listen, yes, you do not go to the light. It's a trick. Um, always had me, you know, wondering what, why? But there were many other guests who kind of countered that and said, uh, no, the, the light is not a trick. It's, it's, you know, if it, it's so, so yeah, it, it's a bit confusing. I get what you're saying. Um, I'm going to have to go listen to that show again to see exactly what uh, he was talking about around that, because um, that that's another like very controversial thing to say. I mean, to tell every, uh, if everybody believes in their faith or, or believes in the stories that have been told that, I, I see the light. You see the light and you got to go to the light. It, it, it sends you to the next level to heaven or whatever. Um, and he comes on and says that just out of the clear blue and, you know, makes people think. And what if him saying that has many, many souls being trapped on this planet just for saying that, you know what I'm saying? I yeah. mean, so if, he truly is that deep in with these alien races and, and the knowledge that he knows. Maybe that's some, I don't know. Listen, I'm going deep too, Dave. I'm just giving out some, some theories. And I just checked uh, the John Lear episode is not on your website. It's not on the website. Okay, so I'm going to have to put John Lear up. How did I not put John Lear's? interview up because that will blow your mind i had him on and the interesting thing dave i don't know if you heard it did you oh, hear yeah. it? Oh, okay yeah. remember the very start of that show there was interference of some sorts and it was making weird noises it had nothing to do with what i was recording with or anything like that and listen to the show when you guys see it get put up but um it, it is interesting that something that weird would and he goes yeah this happens every time i uh, uh they know what i'm going to talk about so <laughs> it was weird but you know the whole john lear thing and how deep he got and especially the older he got and more involved and at this stage of his life when i interviewed him and he, he has passed on since but um very, I mean, listen, I mean, you know, he, he had some very interesting shows with Art Bell as well, which leads us to, um, I don't you want to touch on John Lear anymore, or do you want to move on to Bob, Malachi Martin then? Um, do you want to talk about Bob Lazar real quick? Yeah, we can talk about him real quick first, since he kind of, yeah, because the, the uh, first Bob show Lazar there, go ahead. was on uh, Art Bell at least three times, yeah, and yeah. the first time was with Bob. Oh, don't Lear. freeze. And don't it was a phone interview. And um, after he had the phone interview, he did a couple more one-on-one -on -one interviews with Bob Lazar. And usually a, a friend would sit in with Bob. But, yes. um, you know, it was, you know, Bob was telling about how early on he got hired at S4 and how he, uh, you know, was just absolutely a brilliant guy. 
in mm-hmm. terms of, you know, Smart guy, yeah. things like that. Um, and I just love the fact that, you know, each time you listen to him and he's of course very close with George Knapp too. Um, and George Knapp will tell a story that it just doesn't change over the decades. And, and it's just so, you know, it, it's that there are UFOs and there yeah. are different races and all the UFOs are different, almost kind of like how we have different style of cars. Um, you right. know, and it's just really a, a such an interesting person. Mm-hmm. I think he goes a little nuts at the toward the end of his life when he's carrying around guns to protect himself. Mm-hmm. And I think he kind of like just spooks himself out a little bit. Uh, with everything that happened to him, but you know, I, I, I totally believe his story. Um, I, I mean, it's it's uh, uh, it's something that the, the one thing that bothered me, Dave, about uh, Bob Lazar is he was supposedly shown all of these crafts. Uh, he was he was let in on all the knowledge of there actually being UFOs and all of that stuff to the point that he went to area 51 uh, with John Lear at times to videotape the flying craft. Yeah. yeah the test flights. Yes. Um, but what would end up happening with every interview that Art Bell had, and it's the only thing that really just bothered me a bit with Listen, anybody can have a story, and if, if you don't veer from the story and it's written down and word for word, you're going to say it exactly the same every time. Um, I, I'm sticking to that story. That's it. That's an easy thing to do. Um, and on top of that, what got me was every single time he said, you know, I, I don't even care about UFOs. I, I, I don't care about alien life. I want to go on with my, just do my thing. I'm more interested in the, the physics and the stuff he was doing with his, you know, research and all that um, at the time. But um, for him to go and say that he just is not interested, I would think that the minute you're shown a spacecraft and told, please, let's back engineer this spacecraft. How could that not be what takes up the rest of your life and, and takes up your mind? You you would be, I would be wondering, okay, who 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 are these races of, of alien species? What who flew this craft in? Uh, I need to know more. But he didn't. He said, I'm a normal guy who just wants to go to the store, who wants to play golf, and you know what I mean? It just I never, Dave, understood that part of it and i think that's why i'm the opposite kind of of you i I think he's full of crap (laughs) i really do i with that i think he was just too young you know because this Mm -hmm. is a guy who is obviously incredibly smart yeah and you know runs his own business today and and deals just knows everything as far as science goes however I think he was that nerd at 28. You know, he had gotten married already. He took his friends. He was friends with John Lear. Um, You know, he was just, I think, not able to process it like you and I would. 
because you and I would still be in that hangar with the you know UFOs going. Oh yeah, how the hell does this work? Can I stay here? Can I sleep here? You yeah. know, does, once it's up and running, let's take it for a fly. I'm going with you. One of the things that I just loved that Bob Lazar said, and I actually think he said it on the Joe Rogan show, mm. was that he goes, one of those UFOs they found on an archaeological expedition. He goes, so that's not just like an old UFO. That's an ancient UFO crash yeah. where it was recovered from. Right. You know, and that that was just to me so fascinating. Yeah. But no, you wouldn't have been able yeah. to get me to leave. No, he's he's an interesting guy. He, his stories, uh, the shows were great. The, the shows he was he was on were great. Uh, like I said, the only thing that threw me off is how could you just say you want to go? Unless that's just part of his story to get people to just leave him alone. And he really did want to be left alone. That's what he said all the time. Um, but I, I, yeah, I mean, we, we can agree to disagree. Of course, um, I, I respect your decision to believe him 100%, but uh, I have some doubt. Um, you know, I'm not saying I 100% don't believe, but it's a small percent because, you know, there's just something about him, but I won't take anything away from the entertainment side of it and how interesting it was. And um, yes, I mean, he even has proof of them taking his identity away and stuff like that. So there's a lot of interesting stuff that lend lended uh you know credence to a story so I, I don't know there is but it's also you could say the same thing about art bell why would you retire when you're number one yeah all well, the time know. you know and you know circling back to that it it would it made me mad after a while you oh know? yeah and i realized like okay you, you've got major back problems i can sympathize with that yeah. you know and then there are some family issues yeah i'm going to retire i'm coming back i'm going to be back on the weekends no i'm not i'm going to be you know co-hosting or or filling in for george nori right this was his show yeah you know and he could have run it as long as he wanted to have run it but he walked away from it i know yeah at the same time he says he loves radio so i know yeah you're right. You're right. I mean, I was the same way. I mean, at the end, I got pretty upset and I said, enough's enough. I mean, you retired way too many times and you can't do that to people. It's like, you know, having a family member run off and get mad at you and, and, and come back again and then run off again. Yeah, it just don't work. You can't keep doing that. And it kind of rubbed even his longtime fans the wrong way. Um, and whether his reasoning behind all of that is legit or not. I still even don't know. I, it could be that he got so much money that, and his back may have been bothering him so much and he had so much money. He said, you know what? Screw it. But then he loved it so much. He's like, ah, I got to come back just to do a little bit, but it wasn't the way to do it. Um, but it, it could have been a million different things. I mean, I don't know. And I always wonder too, how much money he had. He had the books yes. that he did, you know, movie, uh, not yeah. only like The Art of Talk, but um, oh, the one with Whitley Strieber. It's escaping um, me now. Yeah. The the um, the quickening, the quickening. <laughs> yeah. which they made into a, a movie. 
Yeah. And um, yeah, so. You know, and to live out in <laughs> Harump. Yeah. You know, it's just like, hello. No, again, I mean, who knows? Who knows? I don't know. It, it, but it, you know, it, it's, it's an, it's a weird career he had. And I'm glad to have gotten what I got at the beginning through those nineties years and somewhat up into 2000. And then, you know, it starts to change a bit, but um, what does everybody say? I, uh, do you know you have any old UFO radio shows, Ryan? Something? Uh, well, yeah, of course I do. Um, J JF, I like George Norrie. What? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, nothing wrong with that. But uh, welcome, JF. Good to see you. Uh, I did not like George. Uh, wait, George Norrie. I did not like George Norrie. I do not like George Norrie. Um, anyways, uh, let's move on to your other one, um, Malachi Martin. Malachi Martin. Yeah. One of the guests that I always look forward to, there was, again, something with his voice, yeah. um, you know, just the, the pacing of it, the relaxation of it. Yes. With such a serious topic. His voice said truth is what yes. it is. Yeah, yeah. that's a great way of saying it. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he just, he, he was a priest. Uh, when, when you listen to Father Malachi Martin, when he would talk to Art Bell, uh, Art Bell would hit him with some, uh, you know, hard questions on, you know, evil, just pure evil, like, uh, you know, you know, dealing with, you know, you know how there's serial killers out there, just people who commit crime, who kill, uh, who have no remorse, stuff like that. And, uh, you know, Art Bell would dive deep into Father Malachi Martin, who was a very uh, high individual in the Catholic religion in the Catholic faith. So uh, this is just not an ordinary priest. This is somebody who for many, many years uh, was, was one of the higher ups in the church, but. Um, yeah, and he did exorcisms. I yeah, mean, that's why we yeah. listened to a show. Oh yeah. 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 I, I wanted to actually hear him do a, a <laughs> an exorcism, but he was at the age of, of just talking. Yeah, and not yeah. performing anymore when he got to Art Bell. Um, but he would go on about, you know, pure evil exists and uh, demons exist. Uh, they can inhabit the body of the weak, you know, uh, the weak of soul, um, you know, drugs, uh, you know, alcoholism, uh, any of these things that uh, weaken the soul, weaken the spirit and can allow access for uh, uh, an evil entity to inhabit or to take over. He says 100% it is true. And um, that is why there's so much evil out there. And, you know, it, he just made for such a great guest, an honest guest. And you really took to heart everything he said, right, Dave? I mean, it, it just, he was an amazing guy. Yeah, and I, I wish there were more. I only think there's maybe four or six episodes where he's on the entire show. But yeah. it was one of those things I think even Art looked forward to talking to him. You know, it was yeah. like, this is big news. We have news from Father Malachi Martin, direct literally from the Vatican, you know. Yeah. And I believe, I believe he had access to the Vatican archives as well. Yes, yeah. Um, you know, and it just the, the whole thing. And 
Yeah, we, I mean, geez, we, we almost need a second show to talk. I mean, we haven't gotten to Egypt and uh, what's his, what's what's the guy? Um, Egypt. Uh, Zahi Hawass? Uh, yes, yes. Zahi Hawass, who uh, was the head of antiquities over there in Egypt. And I don't know if he still is. Probably not. But he guarded everything in Egypt, all the artifacts. And he, he was the one to allow people to go into a pyramid or to an excavation or to anything like that. Very, very interesting stuff. But I'm not going to talk about that on this show, I don't think, because um, uh, there's other interesting stuff to talk about. Um, I don't know if there was something else you want to say about Malachi Martin. Um, no, but I, I did want to ask you um, your thoughts, because I kind of already know them. Okay. On uh, on the Ouija board incident, what you think oh. about Ouija boards and Art's personal experience? Okay, so after after that, I want to get to Daniel Brinkley because he's one of the of he's a very interesting guest that I, I kind of want to touch on because yes. Anyways, um, this is going to be there's a, there's three things I think that I want to touch on here when we talk about the Ouija board experiment. Um, and again, I'm going to go to Art Bell had guests on who legitimately were uh, professional people in the field, uh, le legitimately were people who were in the, the military, um, you know, people of uh, with with credit behind their name who wrote novels, who did research, stuff like that, like Graham Hancock and and the list can go on and on and on. But then and, uh, I'm sorry, I'm spooky. Just wrote down Amityville. That reminded me of his interview with George Lutz as well. Kind of yeah. speaking into what you are. I mean, he goes to the source. Yes, yes, he, he does. And, and because he got so big, he was able to get the big names and get the people that wouldn't usually give uh, give an interview, you know, so um there is that side of Art Bell. Uh, he really, I think, I genuinely knew he was interested in the paranormal and getting answers. I, I, I know. He said it over and over again. I think it's the one thing we always talk about. Uh, I want to know what happens when I pass on. Uh, every, everybody can hold on to fate. I mean, th that's a good thing. And I would never say not to do that. Um, but there are skeptical people out there. There are people, even with that faith, uh, who don't know what really is going to happen when we pass on. So I'm along those lines, and that that's what drew me to the paranormal and to the Art Bell show and all of that good stuff. And um, uh, so there's that side of Art Bell. But then there's the other side, Dave, that is the entertainer. Mm -hmm. He knew he was big. He knew he was growing, and he was competitive. He wanted to be number one in all these markets, even though he retired five times or whatever. But um, uh, anyways, um, he was a competitive guy and he wanted to be the best. So do I think along with that? Well, first of all, he has a Ouija board. You bring that up. Let's talk about that first. He's got a Ouija board story that he said it was so bad that he will never talk about it. Never talk about it. Why couldn't he have written it down? Yes. <laughs> Thank you. After his death. Because yes. you know, it kind of reminds me of the Bigfoot guys. It's like after yes. we die, here's here's the here's the note, here's where it's buried. 
but 100% art had this, you know, experience with Ouija. It scared him so bad. Um, and I want to say that he had the board. He gave it to like someone to take in care the lab of him. to destroy yeah. it or something like that. Yeah. Just some, some really weird story, but um, it scared him. It's not something I mess with. And I was wondering what you thought about the boards themselves. Oh, me? See, I, I mean, I'm totally different than what a lot of people speak of. Like, yes, Art Bell said, um, and again, I, I don't know if that was just a thing. He could have had an experience and it was awful, but to freaking leave us hanging and to not deal with saying or at least talk about the story. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um it, it bothered me so much <laughs> throughout the years. And then to, yes, pass away and still just, we don't know what happened to Art Bell in that Ouija board story. But he was so scared and he believed that it was something of, that it was evil. Um, and, and we'll, we'll leave it at, yes, we'll leave it at that. Uh, Lark Bark, Bubba, uh, hello, everybody who's coming in. I'm Spooky. Good to have you here tonight. Um so, uh, listen, I believe the Ouija board is a piece of wood. It's got, it's got letters on it. Parker brother made them. There's millions of them all over the world. Uh, and there's people who have handcrafted them out of the, the most evil of objects that there are out there and um, performed rituals over them, which made them more evil, they say. But listen, when it comes down to it, Objects are not evil. People are conduits to bring the evil to an object. Um, a Ouija board is a Ouija board. And it's it's how you conduct yourself and what you're trying to do. If you believe in that kind of stuff, if you believe in good and evil, if you believe in spirits, um, any number of things, uh, if you, demons, whatever. If, if you think you can call them in, if you believe there are portals, uh, which a lot of people say haunted houses, uh, haunted areas have this kind of uh, energy and there, there's ley lines, uh, you know, all kinds of things where evil can persist in these places. If you watch Skinwalker Ranch, you'll know what I'm talking about, too. But I believe the board is a board, Dave, and we're the conduit for whatever happens, uh, you know. That's mine, but that's my. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm really concerned about Horror Junkie for Life, though. Uh, what's going on? Well, the message was that they had to Google Art Bell because they didn't know who he was. Uh, Horror Junkie did? Yeah. Horror Junkie, you okay? <laughs> <laughs> you don't. Dave's worried. You don't know who Art Bell is? Yeah. Is Art, Art Bell is. The very, very best of paranormal talk show ever. I, I even, you know, brought out from my famous tape collection, my cassette tapes, worried that he was going to go off the air again. And I needed, you know, my yeah. EVPs, my ghost to ghost. Yeah. Well, listen, I've got an Art Bell, Art Bell classic Facebook page and pinned to the top is the tune in link. Uh, for 24-hour access to um, Art Bell playing all the time. And yes, TuneIn has a whole mess of them. 
Uh, Horror Junkie says, LOL. I can't know everyone. Oh, <laughs> she doesn't know RFL. Uh, it's okay, Horror well, Junkie, but yeah, Dave's a little worried. You are in for the biggest treat oh. of your of your life. And, you know, it's so funny. I was on uh, my college radio station yeah. a few weeks ago talking about paranormal and UFOs and ghosts and things like that. Nice. And the host of that show had not heard of Art Bell. <laughs> like, I'm like, you are missing out yeah. on such a wonderful treat yeah. because if you get hooked into Art Bell, it's a one-way ticket. Yes. You're not coming back. No. And there is, there is something for everyone. Wait, let's not point in that uh, direction because then they'll leave me. Um, no, okay, no, I'm, don't go I'm yet. joking. No, no, you're right though, Dave. Uh, Horror Junkie, if if you if you start from the early '90s, the earliest shows you possibly can, or just listen to like on TuneIn or something like that, or YouTube, um, Art Bell, you have to listen to his shows. They, if you're into the paranormal, which I think you are, you're here right now. Um, you will just be pulled in and everything, the guest, the whole history behind his shows, his episode. I mean, it just goes on and on. Anyways, let's keep going on. Um, having a dual deck or hooking two tapes. Okay. Anyways, uh, along with the Ouija board uh, story, the other thing, again, uh, along the lines of things we never found out from the RFL show, which irritate me to no end and pisses me off. Uh, the th one you just said, I'll save for last, but uh, the arts parts too. Uh, arts parts. He he um, he got these parts from someone. I forget the story. It's so vague now to remember, but I think they sent it to him in the mail. Yes, they sent him objects that were supposedly recovered that were parts of a UFO, had symbols or some writings on it, similar to the hieroglyphics or, or of sorts, symbols, whatever, uh, from the Roswell crash that you hear of a lot of in a lot of interviews or whatever. Anyways, he got something like that in the mail. He called them arts parts. I think he even said he got some tested and they were inconclusive or there were some metals or this and that. But he had them where nobody would get them. That's what he said. Right, Dave? Yes. Nothing has ever become of that. I've never heard of it again. You would think when he passed on, whoever were, was holding those would have come out in the open, right? And said, I've got arts parts. This is, look at this. This is front page news. But no, nothing. And it's always irritated me that, again, I think it was a hook to pull us in. And, and keep that going. Keep that going. I mean, that's what we loved about our bell. I uh, couldn't, yeah. couldn't wait to figure it out, but it, nothing ever came of it. Uh, I don't know if you got anything to say about that. Can I move on to uh, the Bigfoot? I, I'm going to agree with you. Okay. Let's move on to Bigfoot. Okay. And um, thirdly, the last thing, uh, it, it, this will be the last thing I talk about. There were, there were many things that upset me. Uh, I want to get to Ed Dames after this, if, if we can, just real quick. I think Ed Dames will be. Yeah, we haven't one. even. We haven't even gotten to Mel's Hole. The Men I in Black. know we need to do a second show, Dave, uh, or Evelyn Paglini. I wanted to talk about Daniel oh my Berkeley, uh, Linda Moulton Howe, um, Peter Davenport. Okay, Dave, you got to tell me another oh. date so that we can oh. talk again, um, right. because this is ridiculous that I can't get to 
everything I want to. But okay, the third thing that upset me to no end was the Bigfoot story of there were there were a group of guys who were out in oh god I believe the border of Louisiana Texas somewhere around there am I right Dave or do you not remember I don't remember okay. where they were yeah and I don't think it really matters it just the point being that there was a group of guys that were out hunting they made a living overnight doing their hunting for like they do for all year long you know a, a week and they've got their year's salary um, raccoons bears dare whatever that it would just keep adding up and they were the truck lights were hitting these two figures out along i don't know how far 500 feet something like that and they saw glowing eyes and they said it looked like at first a bear stood up and they shot at it and they shot them both and they both fell and what ended up happening after that is they they drove to the spot uh, which was marshy, you know, a little bit wet, whatever. But uh, as they look down, they see that, oh, my God, these are two Bigfoot. We just shot two Bigfoot. And um, he called in one night and talked to Art Bell. And when he gets somebody that calls in, it's, it's always fishy for me um, because of certain reasons. But he called in, he told his story, and the, the story started to go along the lines of, um, they were scared. They were scared that it looked so much like a human, even though it was a Bigfoot. And you could totally tell the difference between a human and a Bigfoot. But they were scared because they said this Bigfoot had two arms, two legs, breasts, the face, the genitals. He said they were so scared that they thought they would be put in jail for shooting these Bigfoot. Yeah, that they were going to be charged for murder. Yes, charged for mur murder. Bigfoot Adam and Bigfoot Eve. Um, <laughs> well, listen, if you're going to discover the species, this art, this situation could clear all of that up. But they were so scared. Art Bell even had uh, somebody on who was, uh, oh, God. Somebody who knew his big Bigfoot stuff. Anyways, um, and he said, well. Yeah, it was Bugs. Um, Chase mentioned the guy's name. Oh, Bugs. Thank you, Chase. <laughs> yes. Uh, Bugs. Bugs is the one. Yes, yes. And he ended up leaving Art Bell a map to where they were buried. To the location of two Bigfoots. So up until... Up till the day Art passed, supposedly had a map of where two Bigfoots lie buried. And again, Art Bell had so many guests on who talked about deathbed confessions, getting the story out when you know you're dying or this or that or whatever. Why would he not have this set up to when he passed on or they passed on what I don't know that it would irregardless we never found that out either so it's the one thing that bugs me that there's so, bugs me aha uh -huh, pun um, <laughs> it's it's it just bugs me that we just don't know arts parts we don't know where these bigfoot are were they just the Ouija board story but anyways that's separate but uh 
we just it's there it's history it's gone well the bigfoot bothers me the most yes i could really you know arts parts yeah. that's fine right. one more right. thing that's just disappeared in this world right but the bigfoot is so important for us you know if we could prove if we could do <laughs> dna if we could find the bodies you know yeah. prove these guys uh stories um yeah. It would just solve and so many questions, right? But it absolutely would. And, you know, what we need to do is we need to find Art Bell's last wife. Was it Asia? It was, or is it that was the Asia daughter? Bell. Yep. Okay. Asia Rain Bell. Yes. And um, we need to find out exactly what's happened with all these things. Because it's even, I'll tell you, not to be conspiracy theory. Yeah. I think Art Bell's death is weird as well. Okay. For what you reason? Know, and for a couple reasons. Number one, it hasn't really been figured out what he died from. You know, most of the time yeah. what I've read is like, you know, he mixed the two, you know, painkillers together, whatever, and that, that killed him. I realized he was in the hospital several times for smoking related yeah. things. But he just died very suddenly and very quickly. And it's just like, whoop, he's gone. Yeah. And there's so much of an absence left of from him. You know, he's got adult kids. Yeah. He was married several times. It wasn't just to Ramona and uh, Asia. It, there yeah. were, you know, I want to say a couple other wives prior to that. Yeah. Um, Ramona's death was weird. Yeah, so uh, you know, because she died in her forties, yes. um, and I know she had asthma, and that's allegedly what she died from. Right. Um, but then, like, he disappears. It comes back. Hey, I'm married. You know, got another kid coming, and you know, had another two kids with this last wife. It's just Speaking very soap opera-ish, very weird. Yeah. Speaking of conspiracy, yeah, that that you're right. I mean. Everything surrounding Art Bell and the end end of his life there, and and I haven't yes heard anything from anyone around all of Art Bell. You know his wife is is yeah nothing nothing. Um, I mean, wouldn't you buy one of his receivers from his office? Oh heck yeah! Just to say this was Art Bell's ham radio. Yes, yes. You know mm -hmm. to have it up on the shelf or something. He was such an icon. And so important to the field yes. and all of these other people, you know, like, as we mentioned, Linda Moulton Howe and Graham Hancock and, you know, all these people to help. Well, the end, you know, the end of his life is he, he he finally retired from Midnight in the Desert, which he was trying to get off the ground again because people were coming on his property and shooting, trying to kill him. This is what he was saying. Um, yeah. Again, be careful. Yes, yes. You too. Yeah. Um, so, so there was all of this stuff surrounding uh, his passing that, um, like you said, just makes it all very weird. And if you were to take that side and say, maybe people came in and swept up everything that he had because he was given so much over the years, supposedly, um, that would put a lot of change a lot of minds a lot of different information that would get out there you know what i mean so uh who knows uh take care of cm um
Peace and blessings to you, Roswells. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, so, so yes, I agree with you, Dave. Um, it, it is interesting, but um, so there is that you know thing where it's it's like I, I'm a little upset over all of that. But is there something a little bit more to everything and art's passing? And it, it, is he even really gone? But I mean, probably. But um, I, I, listen, who knows? Who knows? It's it's all been silly. Uh, somebody brought up, um, Hey, Mr. Mitchie Mitch, what's going on? Uh, why didn't you wear a Dino style hat tonight? What? Uh, anyways, um, somebody mentioned, uh, another one that ended up being uh, totally bogus and a hoax is the Richard, Dr. Richard Reed, the alien in the freezer. So somebody brung that up. Uh, Dave's giggles. <laughs> yes. Uh, because they said, what did they say? How about the story of the, uh, man, uh, Wait, wait, what about the PhD guy uh, that knocked out an alien with a stick killing his dog? He had pictures of a small delta-shaped craft. Yeah, no, listen, the, the guy's, the, that guy's a hoax. He, he, he rigged up an alien-looking thing, took pictures, this and that, came up with the story, uh, filmed himself recording audio um, of him running through the woods. Oh my, you know, I mean, anybody can do that. Uh, I, I think it's been debunked. I think that story has been debunked. So, listen, that was one that got to me, too, um, that whole story. Right, Dave? I mean, that was just a – at first, when I first heard it, I was like, wow, this is kind of cool. You know what I mean? What a story. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's on the front cover of the National Enquirer. That's that's the level of that story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the dog – melting away from the alien right in front of his eyes. I mean, yeah, it, it was such a great story that once heard for the first time, great. Uh, second time, comes back, he says the same exact things. Uh, I think there were even a couple things added to it. They broke into my house this time and they took they took the alien, they took everything. Um, they took the papers I had, which I gave to people. And then those people were being targeted. So uh, yes, just... It went on and on, and then eventually you're like going, oh, this is a bunch of crap. But um, everything isn't going to be 100%, you know. I mean, Art Bell, I, I think, I guess, tried his best to weed out. And the ones that were bogus and interesting, he just like go on and talk, right, Dave? I mean, I've done that too. Let him talk. You did it recently. <laughs> We won't talk about no, that. No, they, they were really an alien. They really were. Uh, they were. <laughs> but I, I did want to mention to uh, Mitchy Mitch, I, I don't own any hats, so I can't look exactly like Dino. Yeah. No, listen, if, if I take my hat off, you know, I'm a whole different person. So I have to have the hat on. So there you go. This is me. You got a glimpse. Anyways, there you go. Uh, did you want to touch on anything else, Dave? Um, I know I wanted to do Daniel, no, but we'll do that another show. Uh, we've got okay. I hear he's out of the hospital now. Who is Daniel? Oh, wasn't he the guy who went in, had a heart attack during one of the shows, and oh, well, like no. had this miraculous discovery recovery? Well, Daniel Brinkley's the guy that he's had a couple different accidents, the first one being. The fact that he was on the phone during a storm and lightning came in and struck him. And, and, and really, it, it burned 
a, a good portion of his skin. Uh-huh. I think 60%. You're, you're, you're looking like you're just a bunch of BS going on here. But No, no he, he also had a heart attack. I want to say talking to Art okay. Bell, went to the hospital. And it was during the time where Art Bell, I mean, I don't know why I remember this. He was dealing with the issues of the Phoenix Lights. So he goes, we're going to come back to the Phoenix Lights. We're going to then, you know, go back to Daniel uh, Brinkley. He goes, who's not only had a heart attack yesterday, not only in recovery, he just got released from the hospital. Right. (laughs) You know, he just had this like unbelievable recovery. No, it's. This, yeah, the story with, okay, if we're going along those lines, Daniel Brinkley has been giving, given, I think, three lives. Uh, so he's like a cat. I mean, so far, you know, yeah. there was that, the burning of his whole skin. And the story that intrigued me so much was uh, he had this near-death experience from this, you know, lightning hit him and burn, burning his body. And he went in the hospital. He, he was dead for I, I, I think they said 20 minutes, there, there was nothing. And um, during this time, he's got a book out there uh, mm. called, um, oh God, Going to the Light or something, something that Dave is going to skip. Um, going to the light. But um, he, um, he, he's, what, go ahead. And I was just gonna say, I'm busy reading my Philip J. Corso Roswell book. Oh, geez. We didn't even get to Philip J. Corso. We haven't even gone to Roswell. I know. Well, Dave. Not, we, we haven't done Mel's Hole. We have time travel. <laughs> if you can we'll come on. guys tomorrow night. Um, no, you got you got kids stuff tomorrow. Yeah, Thursday, Friday. But we'll uh, do pick this a day next week if, if we'll, you can. We'll We'll do this again sometime. Yeah, we'll do this again. There's definitely got to be a part two. But Daniel Brinkley, he had the near-death experience, and he was a mean, very mean individual beforehand. He was in the military. He he said he he did a lot of things he shouldn't have been doing. He was a mean guy. He had this near-death experience. He was shown his life review, everything that he went through and and did on this earth, good and bad. And um, he's seen people that he knew that have passed on and he's seen people he never seen before. Uh, But to get down to the nitty gritty here is it turned him into a good person. But the real story is that he, he went to the other side and he came back and all he needed to do was be next to somebody or touch somebody. And he knew everything about them. Uh, You know, how, the story of somebody who dies, pass on, they come back and they're they're psychic. They 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 they're they're attached to the other side and they're attached to the ground that we walk on. Um, and and I just really believe in the story. And Art himself even said, Daniel's come up to him and said so many things that that he just can't, he just couldn't know that. You know what I mean? Uh, and he would tell people, of course not. Listen, there's charlatans and stuff like that out there. But Daniel Brinkley, I don't think, is one of those people. Um, he continued because of the health problems and in, in this accident to uh, he would he went on blood thinners. He ended up having a- aneurysm in his brain. He recovered from that. Uh, that led him to a second near death experience. But again, 
I think the near-death experiences, Dave, those were some some shows that just really affected me, and and I really loved hearing those because uh, I want to know. You know what I mean? And yeah, well, let's definitely talk about that next time because I've got some. Okay. Going to the other side stories, not Sorry. personally, but okay. you know, from friends and stuff. So, okay. Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. Connie, thank you very much for the super chat. $5 super chat. I really appreciate that. Um, don't forget the, the uh, Harry, what, what, what was that? Uh, you can't grow. What did he say? You can't grow grass on a busy street. Are you talking about my head? Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> I've got hair there cut short. It may be thinning a little bit right here, but listen, anyways, it is what it is. I've come to terms with it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, have I really? Uh, maybe not. Um, anyways, <laughs> so, uh, anyways, yeah, we got so many Raymond Moody, John David. Yes. Yes. Uh, if you want to research near death experience, yes. Read Raymond Moody's books. Um, I do believe Art Bell had Raymond Moody on, or no, no, he, he talked about Raymond Moody plenty of times. I can't remember when he passed on. Uh, you guys make a good team. This should be a weekly or bi-weekly. Uh, maybe we can do this twice a month. I'll talk to Dave. You know, there's there's tons of our bell to, stuff to talk about. That's for sure. There is. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, look at everything we haven't touched on. But anyways, um, thank you all for being here. Please go subscribe to Dave Pluffet. His link is down below. Uh, he He's into gardening. Um, he's a man of many... Uh, <laughs> Many talents, talents, many talents. Okay. There you go. Uh, listen, I, listen, I, I love gardening. I grew up with that. So I, I kind of dig the stuff. So, um, I, I love seeing the videos. I love Bo. I love the cad when he's walking around with you and, and, and you're updating us on, on the garden bed and you name your plants and you name your rose bushes and all. I love it. Love it all. <laughs> so good stuff. Um, I'm off to bed. Good night, horror junkie. Uh, hope, hopefully you're feeling all right. Everything's going well. Yeah, listen um, to Art Bell when you go to bed. Yes, listen to some Art Bell. And um, tonight, the overnight stream, it's it's uh, all Sherlock Holmes night. And, and I fixed up all the audio on all of these ones. So they sound great. But somebody asked, can you do the Tom Conway and Nigel Bruce ones with a black screen? So there, there's some people out there who want the black screen for some of these streams and i've done it for a couple of them you know the big shows um so it's going to be a black screen all night but it doesn't take away from the listening enjoyment so there you go um any last words uh dave it's got to be something Mark bell related come on